Branch NMLS number 33041. Rick Whitman's NMLS number 664589. Equal housing lenders. Some restrictions apply. Advisors Mortgage Group is proud to present Indies Real Estate Gurus, hosted by Rick Ritma, the hardworking mortgage guy. Please contact Rick for all of your mortgage needs at hardworkingmortgageguy.com. That's hardworkingmortgageguy.com. Now here's the hardworking mortgage guy, Rick Ritma. Welcome. This is Rick Ritma, your hardworking mortgage guy with Advisors Mortgage Group. Uh, if you have any questions or would like to talk to me about a mortgage, Probably the easiest way to get a hold of me is to go online at hardworkingmortgageguy.com. That's hardworkingmortgageguy.com. Or you can call at 317-215-7600. That's 317-215-7600. And I, I just, there's so many interesting things going on in the market today. We've had quite a few shows about what's going on, but it, it's it's amazing how much it changes periodically, even even week to week, day to day sometimes. One of the things I want to go back and look at is the January 2022 MyBoR puts out what they call their snapshot, and it's a snapshot of our market. And I think this is important to, to look at. Num- the first thing they, they have is the median sales price. And you'll hear the news media talk about this a lot. And the, our median sales price in the, I think it's 16 counties, was $246,000. That's actually down 3.5%. So does that mean we lost 3.5% of in, in our appreciation? Uh, or when it goes up, does it mean that it appreciated at that, that amount? And that's, that's what they, the news media would like you to think, and that's how they report it. But the reality is what it actually means, since it's a median price, is that the more lower-priced homes happen to sell than, than the higher-priced homes. It's not a reflection of of our appreciation or what our houses have done in value. Just understand that. But the the median price was $246,000. I think it's important. It's nice to know, uh, but it's it's not a it's it's not telling us anything about appreciation. The in fact our appreciation at least in 2021 was 19%. So I don't know, I haven't seen the number for 2020 22 for January yet. Closed sales in January was they we closed 2161 homes. Now that was down 35.8%. That's a huge drop in the amount of home sales. Obviously, the pandemic, the additional people, you know, I was one of them got the uh, coronavirus, you know, you know while you have it, you don't go out and I think that that might have had a lot to do with it. Uh, in 2021, we set a record on on the number of sales, but we had we had a lower close sales volume in January of 2022. And that's actually when you close them in January, you actually sold most of those homes in December and maybe even mid, you know, from mid November through December. Most homes close in 30 days, some are 45, some are longer than that. But so it, it's it's an it gives you an idea. It's not not an exact. The real estate now we we closed 2,161 year-to-date sales and year-to-date residential listings. So what were the listings? And this is the thing that is kind of amazing is we only had 2,495 listings. So we 
we almost had, you know, we, we came very close to selling everything, the, the number of listings on the market. That, that's why our turnover is so, so great. What that means is what, what's the turnover? What's the month's inventory of homes? And the inventory of homes is 0.8 months. So less than, a, less than 30 days, you're going to, on average, we sell our houses. And that is a huge, huge number. It's very important to know that. So if you if you're listing a home, you know your your house is you're going to sell your house. Your house is probably going to sell very quickly. On average, it's 0.8. It takes 0.8 of a month. Normally, you're seeing three and four months, five months, six months. There are times we've seen back in 2007 and eight, nine. We saw we saw numbers at at six, eight, twelve, fifteen months, depending on the price range of the home. And today we're at 0.8. Part of why we do not have a bubble. If somebody, if you hear the news media talking about there's a housing bubble, there is not a housing bubble. You don't have a housing bubble when you're selling houses. Your average listing lasts eight less than a month. That is that's ridiculous. The average days on market is 29 days. That's the average days on market. That is, and that is somewhat inflated because of listings from builders who will list their specs from from the ground up. And since there's not many houses on the market, that has more effect on our average days on market than what you would normally expect. And it also is affected by how some of the houses are being sold today because it is so hard to get a home. They're putting it on the market. They're, They're giving it X amount of days for people to see. And then they demand, you know, then, then you have to get your offer in at a certain time. So that could also be pushing those numbers. So our average, average time on markets, 29 days and our average inventory, the amount of inventory we have is eight tenths of a month. That that's why if you're looking to buy a home, it can be a little tough right now. The mortgage, the mortgages, you know, back in, in, uh, January, they had gone up. They've gone up even more. The market, as we've talked many a time, the mortgage-backed security bond market has been getting hammered. Inflation, which is a lot of what we're going to talk about today, uh, I want to I want you to you know want to talk about inflation and what it actually means and what what things have done. I think that's really important to talk about, and that's part of what is the major factor in what pushes interest rates up. So that gives you a real good idea of what's going on in our real estate market or did did go on in our real estate market in January. As soon as I get the February update, I'll I'll update the February, uh, you know, so we'll talk about that. Another another thing and this is this is part of what our problem with inventory is. And I've talked about the birth rates and that the average first-time home buyer the average first-time buyers 33 years old and we had a big influx of births about 36 years ago and it ran to about 30 years ago then it dipped a little bit then it goes back up so we have a huge group of people coming into our market at at the 33 years you know in that time frame again that's just the average some are going to be younger some are going to be older but that's the average first time home buyer so one of the things that has really affected our housing is in 2008, our housing, we were at the top of the market on building homes at that time. And this is in the U.S. We were building, the number of sales was about 3 million, almost 3.4 million, let's say 3.3 million approximate homes were built in the United States. Um, And that was in, in all those years, 2008, 2000. 
10, 11, you know, 13. And then it came down. And remember, that's that's 3.3 million approximately. 3.3 million homes were built. Now, let's go to 2000 and let's say just just a guesstimate, about 2012. Now we're looking at um, 2.6 million homes were built approximately in the U.S., 2.6 million. All right, so that, that's, a, that's a drop of almost a million homes. Today, we're looking at building about 2.3 million homes in the U.S. So with that number, that's where we've, we've dropped. So we've dropped all that. But in that time frame, in that time frame, we've gone, we've gone from 300 million people in the U.S. to 330 million people. So we've increased the amount of people. We've increased the amount of, amount of home buyers with, you know, with the birth rates and all of that, yet we haven't been building the homes. So we don't have, there, there just isn't the homes on the market. That, and this is just the new construction. This doesn't even give us the idea of you know, where, where did these, we didn't get the houses built, but what about the existing homes that were destroyed, were, were knocked down? So we really have a lack of homes to even have on the market. It's a big problem, and it's part of what is creating the issue right now, which is, has its positives and its negatives. The positives are it's really increasing the home values for people who own homes. The negative is it's, the, it's taking those home prices and making them somewhat difficult to, to purchase for, for first-time home buyers. We've had, because of the interest rates going up and the prices of homes going up, we have started to see a few people dropping out of the market, but nowhere near the amount that's going to really slow down our market. Hopefully, as spring comes on, you know, the anticipation is we're going to see an increase in listings, and hopefully that'll, that'll help ease our market a little bit and help us get to that point where we ha- it's not so difficult for a buyer to find a house Uh, and that you have to compete with 12, 13 other offers. After the break, we're going to talk about inflation. One of the ones I'm going to talk about is what's happened, just as an example so you can get an idea of what it means, like just a hamburger. And what has that done with the percentage of increase in inflation of meat? How has that affected what it costs to buy even a hamburger? A penny saved is a penny earned was one of my dad's favorite sayings. I was about four the first time dad said it to me. We were inside a Heg drugstore in the candy area and the smells were heaven, at least to my four-year-old nose. It smelled of chocolate. I asked dad for a piece. It was only two cents. He knelt down, looked me in the eye and said, you know, a penny saved is a penny earned. He was right, but I wanted chocolate. With mortgage rates at near record lows, you can have your chocolate and maybe a new kitchen. One thing I do know, you'll likely save a lot of pennies. How? Refinance your mortgage. Call me, Rick Ripma, the hardworking mortgage guy with Advisors Mortgage Group, 317-672-1938. That's 317-672-1938. With your savings, you can buy a lot of chocolate. You know, lots of folks do what we here at Advisors Mortgage Group do. We just do it better. Dad bought me chocolate that day, which was sweet. Licensed by the Indiana Department of Financial Institutions, NMLS number 33041. Rick Whitman's NMLS number 664589. Equal housing opportunity programs. Very call for details. Welcome back, and thank you so much for joining me. I truly appreciate it. It's, uh, 
if you need to get a hold of me, you have any more mortgage uh, questions, you need a mortgage, you want to talk about refinance, you want to talk about purchase, maybe re- remodeling or rehabbing a home, you want to buy an investment property, please give me a call or, or contact me. You can, you can call me at 317-215-7600. That's 317-215-7600. Or you can go online at hardworkingmortgageguy.com. That's hardworkingmortgageguy.com. You can re-listen to the show if you would like to under my podcast or radio show podcast um, tab. Uh, or it, you know you can get all my contact information and, and you can contact me from there if you prefer that. But I want to talk about the inflation. Specifically, I want to talk about in total inflation because it's really it's one of those, those things that is on everybody's mind. It is definitely increasing mortgage rates. And we had a record-setting inflation number for uh, Mar- no, January. I can't even get my, my months straight. For January, we had 7.5% inflation, which is the highest number we've had in 40 years. So the highest number since the early 80s. And I don't know, maybe a lot of you have, can't remember, but I can remember back in the 70s when things went crazy. We had crazy inflation. Uh, I think it was 18%. I know in mortgage rates were in the 17, 18, 19. I've talked to people who paid 20% on their mortgage. Uh, and it, that was a very, very difficult time. Gas went way up. There were, there were lines at gas stations you were, that was rationed. We couldn't just go to the gas station anytime we wanted like we can today. And we had to, you know, I think there were certain days in certain areas, I, even in, in Indiana, which is where I was at the time, I think it was even that way. But it was it was early in the in the seventies, and I wasn't quite old enough to remember it exactly. But I can tell you, it was a it was a major change in in what we were used to, and a lot different than we've all been used to. But we're starting to see that inflation come up, and the Feds now are talking about uh, which you, if you listen to the show, you've heard me talk before. And you heard me talk with John Iacona. You know they, they've started their quantitative easing. That's going to end uh, in the middle of March, and then we expect them to raise the federal fund rate. There's some expectation that they'll raise it. They could raise it as much as a total of one percent by July. If they do that, that means we either have to have. Uh, there's only three meetings between then. We either have to have a, a, a at least a fifty percent or fifty point increase half a point increase in, in the federal fund rate on one of those meetings, or they'll, they'll do an increase in, in the middle of their meetings. Normally they don't. Normally they just increase it at their meeting. But most people and what the media is going to tell you, what you're going to hear is they raised interest rates and how terrible that's going to be. And the reality is, is that's not what it, it – they did raise the federal fund rate. The federal fund rate is what member banks borrow money from each other overnight. So – they did borrow that much. They did change that. It also directly affects any mortgage that's very short term, and it directly affects prime. Prime is is three and a half percent over the the federal fund. I'm sorry, three percent over the federal fund rate. So right now, the federal fund rate is basically 0.25. Prime is at 3.25. That's what it. That's what it affects. That is the short term of the interest rate curve. 
And uh, if you take the long term, the 30-year fix, the 15-year fix, the 20-year fix, the long-term interest rates, they are not as affected by that short term. And in fact, if you look at history, you look back in the late 70s, early 80s, late 90s, early 2000s, 2007, 8, 2015, 16, you'll see every time that the feds raise the federal fund rate, mortgage rates came down. So history tells us that the mortgage rates should come down. And that should help inflation. And and that's if it does start to to decrease the inflation, then you're going to then interest rates uh, should should first level out, then they should pro- come down. I am not saying that I think interest rates are necessarily going to fall um, in the next three or four months, but I think there's a possibility it could be uh, late this year or it could go into next year. It's hard. That's a hard thing to tell. But it is something that we think is going to be important. Now, I know most people have felt the inflation. You go to the gas pump and you can feel the inflation. Gas prices are up 51%. So if you were if we were paying a dollar for gas, we're now paying $1.50. If you were paying $2 for gas, we're now paying $3 for gas. So you can see where that's happened. We were what? Paying two and a, two, two and two, two and a quarter, and now we're into the mid threes uh, for, for gasoline. Of course, every area is a little different. So gas has really gone up. But one of the things I want to talk about, because I want you, I want everybody to understand the real effects of inflation, because it, it, it is very, very bad for our economy. It's very bad for the for the U.S. and it's it's really bad for the world. If it's too high, you want some inflation, but you don't want uh, this this incredible inflation. The and this is a little old, but meat had increased, and I think this was three months ago. It had increased by twenty four percent, and I know it's higher than that today. But we're just going to use that twenty four percent. So let's say you you spend on a hamburger uh, $4.20, and and then it increased by 24%. That 24% means you went from paying $4.20 to $5.81. Now, that that doesn't sound like a lot of money, but you're talking about spending an extra, uh, basically, $1.61, extra for a, for a hamburger, for a Big Mac. That's what you're looking at doing. That has a huge effect on budgets when you're spending that extra money. Now, you obviously can cut that out, but if you don't cut it out, that's, that's what you're paying extra. So it cuts into people's budget. It cuts into what they can afford in a car. It cuts into what they can afford in a house. It just really makes, uh, it, makes it harder. Now, let's talk about cars. Let's talk used cars. And again, this is a little old information, but used cars have gone up 26%. So now we're talking about a much bigger number. So if you were looking a year ago at a $10,000 car, it's now $12,600. I personally, I spent five years in the car business. I love cars. I, I, and I love the old cars. I just, I just love cars. But what, that, what does that mean? I've never seen that before. I have never seen used cars going up in value unless it's an old car. But this is new cars. Used cars can be more expensive than a new car. I had a friend who went to to buy his son a car, and it was less expensive to buy a new car. 
exactly like the used car he was looking at, and it, and it was it was less expensive to buy the new car. Now that's crazy. Now what's the other the problem is you can't get new cars. They're very difficult to get. You can drive down the street, look at the drive down the road, and you and you look at these dealerships, and there's no cars in the lot. I have never ever seen that in my life. That is incredible. But there are no cars. So if you're if you're looking to buy a car, you may have to pay more, and you buy a used one if you can find a used one. There's just not that much out there. That's why they've increased. It's supply and demand. If also, if you have any questions on mortgages, would like to talk with me, you want to look at refinance purchase, uh, renovation loans, you know, re- remodeling your house, getting a lot of people doing that cash out where you're paying off a lot of other debt that can be very beneficial. We can walk through that. We have explained how that all works. Please feel free to contact me. Go to my website, hardworkingmortgageguy.com. That's hardworkingmortgageguy.com. You can contact me from there or you can call 317 317- 215 7600 that's 317-215-7600 so i don't know if any any of you can believe it but i i am shocked at at the at the at the additional cost of the vehicles i i have to go to um i have to travel and i have to and i have to rent a car not for very long just for a couple days and i was shocked at what it cost me to rent a car when I remember, I don't rent many cars, I will tell you that, but I remember not too long ago, you, I rented a car and it was for, I rented a van for uh, an entire week and it was four, $450, $500. I'm renting a small vehicle for two days and it's almost $250. It just shocked me. And it's, it's just, they just, they don't have cars either. There are no rental cars. In fact, I heard on the, on, on some, I read or I heard somewhere where there's an increase in people stealing the cars they rent. They just are trying to keep them because <laughs> they can't get cars, which I understand. But that is, that's just, it's just unbelievable what, what this is causing. Hotels and, and uh, motels, the, that's increased by tw- uh, 26%. You know, these are things that if you travel, they're going to affect you. But how about uh, laundry equipment? If you had to buy laundry equipment, that's increased by 15%, and that's if you can get it. Natural gas, if you're heating your home with natural gas, that's increased by 28%. 28%. Now remember, in total, it's increased, uh, the, the inflation rate is 7.5%. But some of these things have increased significantly higher than that. Bacon is increased by 20%. Furniture and bedding has increased by 11%. But let's talk about furniture and bedding. We, my wife and I ordered, or actually went into a store. They had them sitting in the showroom. We, we wanted those, and, and they, of course, didn't have them in stock. It was just two end tables, nothing, no big deal. We wanted the end tables, so we bought the end tables, and they said, well, they'll probably be in in 12 weeks, 8 to 12 weeks, but calling me and asking me to, to you know, ask me what's going on isn't going to hurry it up. So we waited 18 weeks before I contacted him. And after a big runaround and everything else, 18 weeks, I was told 10 to 12, 18 weeks. They finally came in about 20 weeks. And, and then when I went to pick them up, he sold one of them to somebody else, and they had to give me the one off the showroom floor, which I never understood. They could have given me that one in the first place. But my point, that's not my point. My point is <laughs> that 
it's it's not only have it has it gone up it's very very difficult to get the furniture it, and so wood's gone way up houses have gone way up all of that even eggs eggs have increased by 20% i'm sorry by 12% eggs had increased but when they when this was was printed by 12%. That is huge. And also all this information's uh, by Visual Visual Capitalist, which is a great website if you want to get, you know, detailed information and and graphed out information on what's going on. You know, it's funny, I'm looking at the graph for inflation and it's it's just you can tell it's just run, run away. It was pretty steady up and down through 2012 to 2021 and then then it just it's gone crazy 2022 it's just shot up and it's really is making uh it's making it much more difficult you know one year change energy commodities they they went up 49.5 percent so you know you're talking about our energy that we all have to use has gone up significantly and it's becoming you know inflation is just becoming a really difficult difficult thing to to handle gasoline we already talked about gasoline went up you know natural gas went up uh used vehicles meats all this has just gone up so is this going to influence our spending according to a recent survey 88 percent of americans say they are concerned about the u.s inflation here are the top five areas where consumers plan to cut back on their spending so the, the where we're where we're expected and we think we're going to cut back on our on our on our spending Number one, we're going to quit going out to restaurants and take out meals. That was 48% of the respondents to the survey said they were going to cut back on that area, which is already an area that's in, that's hurting because they don't have the employees. And I mean, many times you go to a restaurant, you can't get in yet. Half the tables are empty because they don't have the wait staff. They don't have the kitchen staff. They, they just don't have the people. 30% of the people say they're going to keep their current technology, their phones, their tablets, uh, and instead of upgrading, so rather than going and spending the money to upgrade and add, you know, add that, there thirty percent of the the respondents said we're not we're not going to upgrade. Twenty nine percent they're going to budget food and cut back on grocery buying. So we're going to cut back, you know, probably cut back on what we buy, cut back on on what we, you know, the the products, not just the products, but the the actual, you know, maybe we buy the the store brand rather than the big a big major brand just to save a little bit of money that's going to be an interesting thing to see but of course we have to do something because our our incomes are not keeping up with that we're not we're not keeping up um purchase uh less clothes and accessories that's 29 percent percent of the respondents said they're going to purchase less clothes and accessories and 23 percent are going to put off home repairs renovation or home upgrades 23 percent which kind of surprises me because the home upgrades and renovations have, have increased tremendously. But I will tell you, we're, we're looking at doing a little bit to our house and we're talking to a contractor the other day and it's like, they are slammed. They can't get product. They are right now, they talking to them a week ago and they said the soonest they, their, their people would be available unless, unless something, you know, something changed is they're looking at, june to july before they could get anybody um, who could do any work and they said but even that you still have to get the product in and they can't price anything they can price the labor but they can't price the material because they don't know what the material is going to cost when they can get to you in four months so it's a very very difficult um, 
thing to get through and to go through because you really don't know what you're going to spend. So inflation continued to rise in 2022. So that, you know, what are, what are we going to see in 2022? And again, because of what the feds are doing, because of what we're, what we believe will help the inflation, we think that inflation is going to slow down and maybe, and, and, and start to level off and then and then actually come down. Part of that is because these inflation numbers are year over year inflation numbers. And when you're looking at year over year inflation, we we're looking at topping out, we believe we'll top out with the March report because that was the last low reading of inflation. The next level for the April report that's dropping off a 0.6%. So if the inflation rate comes in under 0.6, it's going to go down. Our year-over-year inflation would go down. If it comes in at 0.6, our year our inflation would stay the same. If it comes in higher, which isn't expected necessarily, but it would be it would go up. Then it starts to jump up to like 0.8, and we haven't seen that too often. So we think that it's going to come down, especially if the feds do what they're what they've said they're going to do and actually start to start to not, not they are tapering but start to raise the the federal fund rate the other piece that we don't know is not is what not only with the tapering but if they start selling off what they've bought in other words the first thing they do is they sell off they stop investing in the new money so they stop buying new bonds and using new money to buy those new bonds the second thing they tend to do is when they get a loan paid off, right now they get loans paid off, they go and they take that money and they buy more bonds. So if they stop buying bonds, that could be bad for interest rates. So it's going to be a play on how this actually works out. It's going to be interesting to see how it plays out and see how it actually affects us. Uh, so we'll just have to we'll just have to see how that 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 lays out. And you know please join me next time. I want to talk about the salary uh, salary needs to buy a home in in the in our area you know what does it what does it take and i also i think it's going to be very interesting we're going to talk about uh the 2000, 2022 predictions and what the people who are making those predictions think is going to happen in our market if you have any mortgage needs would like to talk with me please contact me at hardworkingmortgageguy.com you can go to that website hardworkingmortgageguy.com all my contact information is there or you can call me at 317-215-7600. That's 317-215-7600. Thanks so much for joining me. I appreciate it. Have a great day. Credit cards, student loans, car payments. When is it going to stop? Ron shouted. Karen just shrugged and looked defeated. Their debts were literally killing their marriage in them. They tossed and turned every night, had stress headaches all day long, and snapped at each other constantly, all over the stress of out-of-control debt payments. Then the debt crusher mortgage came into their lives. They can now sleep, and their debt stress disappeared. This is Rick Ripman, your hardworking mortgage guide at Advisors Mortgage Group. And if you have debt stress, we have the solution. The Debt Crusher Debt Consolidation Mortgage. Call us to see if you qualify. 317-215-7600. That's 317-215-7600. And let the Debt Crusher Mortgage crush your debt. Rick Ritma, heard every weekend at 3.30 p.m. on Freedom 95. Branch NMLS number 33041. Rick Ritma's NMLS number 664589. Equal housing opportunity. Some restrictions apply.